Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are two wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. A happy Monday to you, June 14th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Monday morning. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I got to see some members of the KRC crew, Big X Sports Radio. Some of them twice this weekend, so that's how you know it was a good weekend. Hope Wherever you're listening from, you had a good weekend yourself. Nick Roush, how are you? Um, my, my wheels are spinning a little bit because just so much happened this weekend. It was crazy, uh, but a good kind of crazy. So uh, just, uh, man, a lot happening, a lot happening. It feels like the KRC golf scramble was a week ago, not two days ago. Yeah, when, when you have a lot going on on the weekend, things move uh, pretty quickly. And then you <sighs> next thing you know, weekend, boom. It's over, but uh, yeah, it's a lot. It was a lot of fun. We've got a lot to talk about. Justin, did you enjoy yourself? I did. Yeah, at the golf scramble this weekend. Just or all all, to, all together. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It was a great weekend. The golf scramble was a blast. Uh, yeah, no complaints here. All's uh, good. Well, there should be one complaint. You you worked Friday night after after well, having all that fun. Yeah, wor- worked on Friday after the golf scramble and a no-show to the 10-year Big X Sports Radio party. Yeah, explain yourself. Just throw me all under the bus at once here, boys. <laughs> happy, happy Monday to you, Justin. <laughs> we, you, what, do you think you were going to get to hide from these questions? Well, no. Yeah. I, just, I didn't anticipate ben being Ben brought up in the first five minutes. Well, well, you know what? This is all out there. Allow yourself. We're giving you two hours to explain yourself. You got to remember, Justin, we are the founding members of the Journalism Awards. We're asking hard-hitting questions nonstop. That's Uh what makes us journalists. Exactly. Yeah. No, so I went over to my mom's on Saturday. My sister and her husband were there. Um, We were just hanging out in the pool all day. To be honest, I didn't get over the terrace until like maybe one or two, and I just lost track of time. I mean, I'm going to shoot it straight to you. I was... I was not an adult that afternoon, and I lost track of time. Hey, hey, you don't you don't need to explain it to anybody except the Mister Big X and his ten year anniversary party. Uh, it was a good time. It was we we I saw some folks I hadn't seen in a long time. It wasn't just a ten year party. It was also celebrating fiftieth uh, birthday parties for for Dugan and and his wife and. Uh, gr- a great time. I mean, Roush, so much salsaritas out the wazoo. I-, I could not believe it. Like, we were rolling everywhere. in chips. Rolling just, in everywhere chips. you turn, wildly addictive chips. It was a fun party. The big guy was there. Got to hang out with Trevor. Hadn't seen him in person for for a good bit, and uh, some other some other celebrities at the party as well. It was a lot of fun. An uh, awesome setup for a party, and just a nice little Saturday night. I love to do that. 
the you you said we you weren't sure if you were at the right place, and when you opened the door, you saw the salsaritas and said, "Oh, this is it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I got there early. I, I was not the first person to the party, like Michael Scott and and Dwight Schrute, but I uh, did get there early. We were one of the first guests, and we weren't hundred percent sure exactly where we were going. And uh, yeah, walked in the room, salsaritas everywhere. <laughs> knew knew that we were at home. Then Rouse showed up. Uh, not too long after, just a, a couple minutes after that we were there and uh, got to hang out, Roush, two days in a row. That was that was a good time. And then our, our boss, Dugan, gave a, an awesome speech, a lot of laughs. Roush, you had to enjoy it, right? Uh, I've heard great things about it. Well, well you were, what do you mean you heard great things about it? Well, you know, uh, I said it was, it was, like I said, it was a very busy weekend. I had a lot of things to do, people to see, and I actually might have had an Irish goodbye right, what, right around, uh, it, it was, it was Dugan's talking time. Wow. That's unbelievable. Oh, it's very believable. I mean, oh my gosh, that's totally, totally unbelievable. I did not see that coming. He, uh, uh, no, it, I, I knew that. Uh, <laughs> we we got out about I don't know twenty minutes after Roush, but we we stayed for the speech and glad that I did because I got to see the point where Dugan was just thanking a few folks. KRC got thanked, and there was actually an applause throughout the crowd, which was pretty cool. Uh, not everybody was getting applauses during the speech, so so that that felt nice. But then it got into specifics, and he 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 had mentioned me, and that was nice. And then he mentioned Roush, and it was funny seeing the room like look around for Roush because <laughs> he kind of went into detail about you a little bit more, and was kind of telling funny stories about your uncles and stuff like that and everybody was looking around for roush and, and nobody could find them uh i didn't have the heart to tell everybody you slipped out so i just said that you were in the bathroom so then of course everybody ran in there to get you and they didn't see you in there either but i uh, know in all in all seriousness it was a great great saturday night and that's uh and we haven't even talked about the golf scramble on friday just yet yeah the uh Really nice setup too, and also just seeing the big guy uh, who he has—he's made his vow to to come on the show Friday. Uh, but man, I got so used to seeing uh, Trevor the Caveman that it was like, oh, Trevor, your face. Oh, good to see you, buddy. Uh, He's—he got it all cleaned up. Looks like a real pro's pro now. Wait, he shaved? Oh, oh yeah, he it looks shaved, sharp. Cut Did his hair. Too? Oh yeah. He says mm. he's putting everything back together. He's nice. getting back out there. So, yeah, he, he was looking sharp. It was funny. He walked in, hadn't seen him in a good while, and, you know, said hey to him. Uh, and I said, hey, I, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but John Renshaw came and surprised Dugan. John Renshaw used to do radio in Louisville for a good while. The Freak Show with John Renshaw, if you didn't ever listen to that, you missed out on some great, great radio. Anyways, you would have thought that I told Trevor that, like, Hey, uh, they, they've got they've got a corner. They've got a devil's lettuce corner over there. He sprinted away from me. He was like, "Grinchall's here!" And as soon as he could, he 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 tracked him down. So it's nice to know where I stood and Trevor's uh, wanting to go see people rankings. But that's all right. I, it's good just to have a little clarification there. But it, it was fun hanging out with him. He was just like 
it, it was me, my wife, Hannah, Brooke, and then Trevor was sitting with us and eating with us. And he was just rolling the cigarettes right next to my pregnant wife. And it was awesome and hilarious. <laughs> and Trevor didn't even bat an eye one time about it. And it just, we, it was really a good time. You get outside of the radio station, Roush, let people let their hair down a little bit. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there was some fun t-shirts there, too. Uh, oh, we, yeah, yeah. The, the South End one was one of my personal favorites. But there was also somebody that had a profane shirt on. It was uh, it's pretty. It's like yeah, this is Dugan's nickname, and it, uh, it was just a very, uh, very class, all pure class. Loved it, loved every second of it. Yeah, the person wearing the shirt with the profanities on it, it did get to a point where he was just going up to people, being like, "The shirt's a joke." Like it's you know having to explain it. So definitely was starting to kind of eat at that person. I think a little bit <laughs> that everybody's like, "Oh, I'm definitely not going up and randomly talking to the guy wearing the." blank blank shirt uh yeah and then roush and i it was really i was just saying hey to roush when he had got there and one of the first people that came up to us was uh, a very nice gentleman saying that he enjoyed the show liked the show of course the person was wearing just a shirt that said south end on it mm -hmm. and uh it had all the so different I, neighborhoods i got a little nervous on it but it got it had all the different neighborhoods on it and it didn't say churchill downs on there so that was nice that's the star in the center it, nah, yeah, yeah. no mm -hmm, the brightest star no uh, yeah. i don't think i don't think that works uh but a great time celebrating dugan and his wife kim and their birthdays and 10 years with big exports radio is is awesome and and, and good stuff it was a great time saturday night and roush made it two days in a row because we had a great time friday at the golf scramble yes we really did even though uh hand up i let the team down i, I did not have uh the couple big shots i just i just needed a couple big shots to to get us there but you know what it was the it wasn't the heat it was the humidity is what i what we're also going to say because we did play really well that front nine uh man you both of you guys had some juice after some shots we we were singing some birdies but that that back nine it was uh whoo it was awfully toasty, and that kind of, I wouldn't say spiraled, but uh, gave enough for Keith to come back and, 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 and get the best of us. What you call heat and humidity, Nick, I like to call beer flow. Beer flow went a little too good on the front, therefore the back was not near as good. <laughs> it was hot as all get out uh, by the time that we had made the turn. We would have loved some rain, to be honest. Uh, would have would have cooled things off, made things a lot better. Yeah, we 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 were we felt great where we were at at the turn, and then then uh, we just couldn't hit any putts on the back nine, and and that was that. All the teams in the scramble within two strokes of one another. Mm -hmm. That made it a lot of fun. Uh, but the the scramble was not without some hijinks and hilarity. Uh, one of which being there's only about like three or four Kentucky fans even there. Yes, yes. There were more Tennessee fans than Louisville fans or as many Kentucky fans. Come on. Which is which is not what necessarily we were looking for, ideally. It wasn't uh, – that wasn't like goal number one is to make sure that UK fans maybe are outnumbered. Uh, made uh, another, another part that we weren't necessarily uh, looking for were – I guess if you include – carry the one 
basically we had three people either not show up or quit during the scramble. Uh, two during the scramble quit. We had just one person not show up, no call, no show. Roush, that was a pretty funny story. Yeah, yeah. Well, And by funny, uh, suck it, buddy. Yeah, Levi, take out your suck it and suck it. Even though I get it, new dad, you know, but come on, man. You could have given us a heads up, Levi. Instead, yeah, one no call, no show for a group, which was not an ideal situation. But uh, it, it also, it, when asked if they were showing up for Roush, this was kind of funny. Well, because I, I get it. Levi was like, you know, my in-laws are showing up late. It's going to be tough. But I'm all the way in Santa Claus, Indiana. And it's like, Santa Claus, Indiana, that's an hour away. <laughs> yeah. Come on. You yeah, you would have think at some point on Friday morning, like, you know what? I don't think it's happening today. It's not looking good. I mean, let alone the hour drive to get over there. So maybe just shoot them a, a, a direct message that I'm not going to make it today. The the we, we had a team of people that just couldn't get together or force them, but still kind of wanted to play. And, and Levi, you really let that squad down. Yeah, they needed you because they were, what, one shot off the lead from the win? I and believe it sounds so. like they had yeah. a great time too. Yeah. 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 They, well, I, I would wouldn't mind playing a scramble, or I would just get to hit two shots every time. That, that would be kind of enjoyable. I'd be a good round of practice golf, to be honest with you. Yeah, if, double, if nothing else, doubles the price of your uh, your admission. You're you're paying for swings. You're getting basically getting thirty six holes. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Learned a lot about these two as golfers. Really impressed with Justin. Went out there. Played well. I, I would have been interested to kind of see some scores if we had done individual rounds of golf. Roush provided almost literally nothing to the scramble team. Mm -hmm. Wasn't really terrible per se, but just didn't like, you know, Do when, we needed, when we needed him to hit a good shot, he wouldn't. Just hit a bunch of kind of okay shots where if you were playing your own ball, I think you would have, you would have, been, you would have maybe had more fun. But from a scramble standpoint, I was just bummed you didn't hit a putt, Roush. He didn't hit one putt. I thought we I thought we used one shot of Roush. I thought he made a putt at one point. Yeah, well, uh, well he and he'd go first in putting. So if he made a putt, I I, I think we would have gotten three more chances at it too. Did he make one? Uh, uh nah, yeah, no, I did I did make one and it was kind of an easy, but what would really hurt was the par three on the back nine that we bogeyed and i had I, it felt good and it just uh, didn't break at the end that was that was what killed our round was bogeying that because i missed the first one by a couple inches like an inch or two and everybody just did the same thing right after that it, that was brutal that that was tough the closest to the pinhole we bogeyed which is not necessarily what you're looking for uh, <laughs> no. which which wasn't fun i had it I had it rolling with the putter early in the front nine and then couldn't do as much with it on the back nine i was i was happy with how i played for the most part but again not an amazing scramble player justin did a great job getting us on to greens his approach shots were pretty impressive early on as well yeah i'm just i'm chalking it up to the heat that's why we lost mm -hmm. uh, we'll do this again hopefully later in the summer i can't imagine a scenario where we lose so suck it keith we're coming for you again we gave yeah. out some prizes I, I i think uh the folks that showed up had a good time and it, it was it was a good way to get the weekend i had to remind myself a few times that like all right this is just friday we got the rest of the weekend mm -hmm. uh because it was it was a good time and we played a quicker round than i thought and 
a lot of fun. So thanks to everybody that showed up, came out there. It was good seeing the folks that we saw at the Big Exports radio party as well. Just a, a fun a fun Big Exports weekend, KRC weekend, that we don't get as often. Uh, well, we haven't really gotten in a long time because of the pandemic. But we look forward to doing more of that stuff as the summer goes on. And then even into this fall, we'll do some fun stuff once the football season starts back up. And, uh, Roush, you were in Lexington yesterday, as a matter of fact. Yeah, and it, it almost felt like I got a double whammy because uh, Luck and I actually rode up together uh, to the football camp on Sunday. And it was a little bit of a longer travel than normal because, uh, you know, we, we passed Frankfurt and it's like, man, there's some storm clouds up there. It looks pretty nasty. And all of a sudden right over the uh you know the emergency alert system goes off severe thunderstorm warning northeast woodford county southwest scott county northeast fayette county it's like oh so right where we're going and uh as soon as we got off in midway the heavy rain had some hail with it too so we took cover at a gas station for about 20 minutes so it was it was uh, it was quite a start to the day <laughs> when, when you when you got that going on, and then uh, but we were treated, we were rewarded uh, once we got there. Unfortunately, the rain didn't just like blow through, so they were in the indoor facility, very steamy in that indoor when you get a lot of people in there. But there was some really talented kids at the football camp, uh, particularly. On the defensive line, uh, Adrian Griffin's a kid from Alabama who's a rising junior. He got a scholarship offer after the camp. Um, there was another kid that got offered on the D-line. His name is Seven Cloud, which is just all-time name. You're, you aren't forgetting that guy. And he's actually currently committed to Georgia. He committed to Georgia in the spring of his sophomore year. Uh, kids got tree trunks for legs. It was Oh man, he he was doing the thing too where he was rolling up his shorts to where his thighs were just freaking bulging out. That kid, he was a hoss cat. He was one of the first guys that Mark Stoops talked to after practice, or excuse me, after the drills. Uh, and the camp concluded. He got an offer, and uh, the, I don't think that Georgia commit is going to tag is going to scare off Stoops or Anwar Stewart anytime soon. I think they're going to really get after this kid, but. Uh, one other thing I noticed too, Terry, the coaches, they were pretty, uh, you could tell they had some late nights because those official visits, they, they, they were kept busy this weekend between official visits and Sunday showcase camp. So, uh, that's, that's when you know that they're putting in that extra work and, uh, I, I, there might be, uh, some commitments to keep an eye on. Uh, it, it, it feels like wow. we, we might have one pop soon. That isn't even inside scoop. That's just that's me getting a good read and thinking, I don't know. I think I think something's going going to be going down before too long. Wow, KRC was the first to tell you about Jacquez Jones, and Roush says commitments looming, plural or singular. It actually, uh, it, it come could, on, it could be plural. Ah! Be plural. that's exciting. So inside scoop from Nick Roush, everybody. Multiple commits right around the corner. And if not, you know, right around the corner can mean two, three weeks. Yeah, yeah. That, exactly. That's the way that you're going to have to spin it. If something, doesn't ha- 
if something doesn't happen immediately, well, around the corner, I just meant, you know, before the season or something. Basically, the next time Kentucky, the next time the a second person commits to Kentucky, we're going to celebrate. Yeah. Could we be did. could be in 6 months, could be in 6 days. No, that's exciting. I, I saw the, all the tweets from the camp and uh some of the recruit, you know, from the camp standpoint, it's the I think the average fan or maybe a little bit above average fan, but uh just kind of, all right, you all let us know what names are most serious, and then we'll start kind of queuing in on those folks. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I look forward to those write-ups. I saw the names. Seems like you were really big on the word Hoscap this weekend. You already yes. mentioned it once today, so that's also very exciting. There were also a couple of kids that were just bowling balls, and I, I love seeing the guys who are a little bit smaller but have a lot – like. They're shorter, but man, they got some uh, some bursts out of there. I did get fooled a couple times though by players who's like, "Man, that guy, he looks. I, I like what I'm seeing over here." And then I do, you know, you you do the thing where you try to find out who they are, and it's like, "Oh, no wonder he was a little bit faster and a little bit more physical. He's a JUCO kid who's four years older than the kids he's going up against." Like, you know, of. Of course, <laughs> like the, uh, no duh that he's going to be a little bit more physical than the others. But uh, yeah, there, there, there's going to be some names to know. I, I'm not going to just bore you and fire off a ton right away. I will say that it, it was good to see the Franklin County kid, Caden Mormon, the running back who got offered by Wisconsin last week. He got offered this week uh, after the camp. So there are quite a few. I, I'll have plenty of write-ups on KSR, a nice tight end, uh, and, and a receiver by the name of Kobe Albert, who Kentucky's pretty big on. And what was what was really funny, too, about this, TJ, is this is the one case where you kind of get to see how the coaches interact with the kids. And uh, Kobe Albert from uh, Birmingham, he's cousins with Chris Lewis. Christian Lewis, the oh, nice. talented receiver who's signed, going to be here this week. Saw him. Yeah, he big kid. Uh, real tall. So, ah. Uh, that's going to be a fun guy to watch. But Albert, what was funny is he's tagged as an athlete. He could play DB or wide receiver. So you've got, you know, Coach Collins over there talking to him. They're saying, hey, c- come on to this side of one-on-ones. And then after he does that, Collins like, hey, why don't you come over here and run at wide receiver? So you've got them kind of competing to see who, you know, which side of the ball he's going to go on. And I, I, I love that. The coaches fight amongst one another to see which players, you know, they can get. Well, I love to see it. Uh, the, the the sort of games that go on at these camps and then, like, the pulling the kid off to the side and then a kid getting an offer before he leaves, it's I, – I, I wonder – like you know, I wonder who kind of does the camps the best, and I wonder what the right approach is with some of that stuff. Like, you know, you could you could have an unbelievable high school year in Kentucky, but if you're in single or double A or something, it's like these camps are so vital to being able to show that you can do it against anybody from anywhere across the country in front of these college coaches with them kind of giving you personal instruction, and then you going out and doing it. It's just funny the emphasis we put on the camps and how big they can be for recruiting. And all this is somewhat relatively new, Roush, or at least the, the concept of, like, camping. All right, next weekend, where are you going? All right, two ro- two weekends down the road, we're going to be going to these camps as well. It almost seems like it's as big of a deal as, like, an entire high school season. Yeah, and it's I, – I, I don't want to – 
minimize the high school aspect of it because that's typically how they get on the coach's radar mm -hmm. and camps kind of act to confirm that. So there's an offensive lineman that UK is looking at. His name's Ryan Bear, and he camped at Ohio State last week and left without an offer. And I think that's kind of, you know, confirmation that tells you that that's not going anywhere. So, uh, whereas on the on the flip side, you'll have a kid. Uh, I, I don't know if the Kentucky kids, because there's two underclassmen linemen, one from Henderson and one from Taylor County. And their names escape me. I think one's name was Hayes Johnson, who they're really, uh, that's, they, they get noticed because one of the guys is squatting 500 pounds and he's from Kentucky and you're like, Oh God, we gotta, we gotta get this guy and see if he's legit. Then they come to camp and the coaches are like, Oh, okay. He is in fact legit. I, I don't know if one of those escaped with an offer or not. We were kind of busy afterwards last night, but I would assume that was the case. And that that's kind of how those things uh, tend to work themselves out. And, and that's why too bear, I believe that Ryan bear guys visiting Kentucky next weekend this upcoming weekend uh, for an official and you know that could end up being what ultimately get gets him in Lexington so um but th that you're right it the dynamics of it we didn't get the 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 big dog in the golf cart though sometimes he'll take some some guys for a spin um you know you'll see <laughs> so you'll, you'll see like uh, other coaches you know getting in the uh whether it's low level coaches or high school coaches getting in the UK coach's ear. So it's fun to see the dynamic play out. The only thing that bums me out is sometimes you won't notice a guy or know his name until after the camp. And then you're like, well, crap, now's when I want to look at him. And, you know, but hey, that's the game we play with these. Uh, it's it's quite a zoo spending your afternoon uh, figuring out who 16-year-old kids are. And then it seemed like a real kind of who's who of football media members that were there. Did you, did you uh, kind of brush shoulders or elbows with some of those folks? Did you share some scoop with some of the other insiders? Yeah, yeah. We're hanging out with uh, Justin Rowland and uh, Jeff with the Drummond. Uh, Jeff with the Drummond. I was, I was <laughs> kidding with him because I, I called him Jeffrey, and I was like, is it Jeffrey? He's like, yep, that's on my birth certificate. I was like, oh, I'm glad you're not a, a G-off. That would be, whew. You got to worry about G-offs. Well, you you remember you remember when people be, well, I mean, of course you know this, but when journalists are on the road and whatnot, the, there may be like a dinner or crab and drinks afterwards. Was there any of that yesterday? There was, well, I guess technically because Luckett and I did. Um, but you didn't but, invite any, any wow. Well, but we also exclusive. worked right after that. We, you know, we we got some libations quickly so we could podcast, um, and then you know ran into a, a couple prospective players that were actually at the bar. So wow, yeah, yeah, good fall, good, 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 good to talk to them. Say hey, what'd you eat? I did the uh, beer cheeseburger, and good. Good. Very filling. Very filling. Okay. Good stuff. We're going to hit a break. Get the text in. We got a lot from the weekend. 502-414-1450. We got plenty of other UK news to get to. We've got an update NBA. Uh, there's uh, horse racing, soccer. There's a lot. We'll see what all we can get to from a jam-packed weekend. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 961 FM, 1450 AM. PJ Walker, a Yanni Nick Rouse, Justin Kale. Right
This is Creed, and he is in charge of something, That right? is correct. Say hi to the kids. Hi, kids. Yay. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Have you ever seen a foot with four toes? Yeah. What are you doing? Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. New week. Short week for me, so I guess I've got a little more pep in my step. Ooh, I did see that we've got a uh, a text from Levi on the text line, 502-414-1450. But we'll get to that when we get to it. It was a fun weekend getting to hang out with some of these fellas. But the highlight of the weekend, we already mentioned it, and that was showing up to the party and seeing Salsaritas everywhere. The catering that they put on, this was kind of a I've, – I've done it for little parties, Roush. I've been the, the hero that has brought the chips and all the salsas and queso to little parties. I've never seen them cater for a big shindig with, you know, over 100 people or however many ended up there on Saturday night. It was a big party and there was salseritas everywhere. So if you ever need them for a big catering, it could be a rehearsal dinner for a wedding. Uh, you'll save a lot of money if you use salseritas. It could be for a, a birthday party. Graduation parties are hot right now. Uh, whatever it may be, I would highly recommend checking out salseritas. You can do all the catering online, too, which makes it easier just to kind of pick and choose what you want. You're going to save some money, too, if you do it that way. And then they can deliver it to you, or you can pick it up at one of their two locations in Louisville, Middletown or St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive through Download the app, or you know what? Catering, you'll keep them in mind next time you've got a big party. What about just simple lunch? Hell, yeah. That's what they that's what they specialize in. Go check them out. It's really quick. It's really delicious, and mm-hmm. you won't be sorry if you go check out Salsaritas. Deliciously different man it was really good and i had already eaten but i was like i can't not eat some wildly addictive chips so made myself some nachos and put a little bit of that chicken on top whoo it's different man it really does yeah oh it's uh yeah it was fun just having like all that meat all that beef all that steak all that chicken and just mix and match as much as you want and then chips bountiful people were just loving it uh, mm. it was a great spread great party great time and uh you know who's also having a great time the phoenix suns because they are in the western conference finals nick roush got out their brooms chris paul went to banana land it was the, i think so I, I believe he had 38 the most he's had in a game since like 2018 or something like that and uh but also Devin Booker had a big night as well with 37 and 11 or so. The Suns got out the brooms and told the Nuggets to get the hell out of there. Yeah, we. I mean, you could kind of see that one coming. Nuggets even making it, winning a, a playoff series, I think, was was somewhat impressive. Without Jamal Murray, they they weren't going to be able to, uh, to do too much. But the Suns looking like a team that, Especially if the Nets are going to be banged up, Justin, maybe could win it all, potentially. I I thought the Suns could win it all for a couple weeks now. I mean, I said it last week. I think they're playing really, really good basketball. Yesterday, I, I really do think they lose that game yesterday if Jokic doesn't get ejected. But they get, a jo- they get the job done. They get the sweep. 
good for them. But yeah, they're they're going to be trouble no matter who they play in the finals. Yeah, uh, it, it, they'll they'll get either the Jazz or the Clippers waiting. Well, they'll get to wait for them now, and that's going to be big for an older player like Chris Paul to have some time off. He's probably hoping that that series goes to seven games. Uh, we'll we'll see. They'll play again tonight. Of course, anytime that I ever try to just make plans to be able to watch the NBA, it's either not a good game, it's a blowout, or it's just like a, a series that even a, who cares what really happens. We know what the end result is going to be one way or another. So I won't be able to stay up for that uh, Jazz Clippers game tonight. But we, we're, we're getting closer to our Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals being set decent chance that uh there'll there'll be some kentucky players involved in some in some capacity some some form or fashion and now we know that we've at least got one locked in there with devin booker yeah and it's fun to see booker after playing on so many bad teams that the team that he stuck around with actually making a, a run and like you said having uh having a little time off should help uh old man chris paul and he's he's always been a, a bridesmaid, never the bride, too. So I'm sure he's hungry to try to get a, 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 a title this year. Did you all see Booker go after Jokic last night? That was yeah. actually the last thing I saw before I left the bar. And I was like, yeah, fight him, fight him, get him. Yeah, that was awesome. I never thought – I never took Devin Booker to be a guy that would stand up for his teammates and, like, jump in the middle of a fight. But there he was. Oh, he's yeah. uh, he's big time J- – TJ, I feel like we've had Devin Booker getting into it with opponents quite a bit, but my mind's blanking on other guys he's like gone chest to chest with, talking smack to. Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I don't know how many times we've seen him like throw punches and stuff like that, but yeah, he'll always kind of get in the middle of a scrap. Not necessarily a good look for Jokic getting a, getting thrown out of an elimination game. Again, we know where this series was going. The Nuggets were just. They were banged up and, again, probably just happy to be there, be in that position. But not a good look from your team's leader to just basically be like, all right, I'm out. See you all later. Yep. Said Dipset. I'm good. It was uh, kind of like LeBron going to the locker room early, except Jokic had an excuse to go to the locker room early. He had to. No, that's a good point. That's a good spin zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, not, that's, not, uh, that's not too shabby. Uh, speaking of not too shabby, I, I this I, I had no idea. This was news to me. Do you know Tyler Ulis was in Lexington working out? No. No. Speaking, of, speaking of the Suns, a former Phoenix Sun, Tyler Ulis. He's working out with who? He was just working out in Lexington. Just working out at UK, just using their facilities, just I guess looking for a place just to hoop. And uh, I don't think it was so much of a coincidence that it was also one of the weekends that Severe Wheeler was able to like have a for his uh, a first full weekend in Lexington. I think all the camps were in Lexington this weekend. Yes. So they did, they weren't out traveling and whatnot. So uh, that wouldn't be the worst person in the world to maybe get a little run with, get a little practice with. If Tyler if if, if Tyler Ulis is working out in Lexington and Wheeler's just you know right across the street at the Craft Center. Or at the Craft Coal Lodge, uh, I would like that. Wouldn't you like uh, Wheeler getting a little extra playing time with the uh, Tyler Ulis? Kind of learn the ins and outs of being a small guard in Cal's offense. Well, it's the anything you can do, I can do better kind of type deal. Uh, except, 
this is a guy who's been there, done that at the top of the top. So yeah, I like that. I do like that. Uh, does Ulysses? Is it still the long braids with him? I I always get confused whenever I see him, and he's not Kentucky Tyler Ulysses. You know what I mean? Throws yeah, me I, off. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure what his hairstyle currently looks like. I don't. I don't know. Uh, but I was excited. Like, if I'm Calipari, I'm. You know, I don't know what Tyler Ulysses is even doing. Don't know what he's where he's playing. Uh, what his next step is, or what he's looking for. All I know is he was an awesome, awesome college point guard. I would have thought that he could make it work in the NBA. Again, granted, he's so small that the odds were going to be against him. But if there's somebody you thought could make it work, it'd be a Tyler Ulysses. Was able to play with Devin Booker and did all right for a little bit, but those were on those really, really, really bad Sun teams, and it didn't work out for him. But if I'm Cal, I I don't know. Whatever Euless wants to do, if you can get him to stay in Lexington as much as possible and just get him familiar with Wheeler and more importantly, Wheeler familiar with Euless, that's 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 the goal. If you could get Wheeler playing more like Tyler Euless, and the thing that really kind of jumps off is, well, the assists, sure, that's great. And I was told to be on the lookout of Wheeler breaking Euless's assist records and stuff like that and all that good stuff. But it's the turnovers. That's the difference. Is Tyler Ulysses didn't turn the ball over as mm-hmm. much as Wheeler, but Ulysses played on a lot better team, or Ulysses played on a lot better teams than Wheeler did at Georgia. So that's something you got to keep in mind as well. But I, I just think that's not a coincidence. And if I'm UK, I'm, I'm trying to get Ulysses in the gym as much as possible this summer. Forgive my ignorance, but is that kosher? Uh, yeah, I mean, players you, players can, like, come back and work. Back and uh, you know, team. the equivalent would be, like, if you went back to your high school and just had an open gym. Like, nobody's going to get mad at you for shooting on that gym. Oh, and if it just so happens another player comes, you can't have, like, a – you can't, I think workouts. UK could start doing some workouts today. You couldn't have Tyler Ulysses going through those drills and workouts. But, again, you know, it, it's a free country. If Wheeler wants to go shoot some ball with Ulysses, there's nothing the NCAA can do to stop that. You just it can't be an organized practice. Yeah, yeah, because the coaches get X amount of hours per week. You can't include the former players in those, but when it's just open gym, you know, it's open gym. And, and that's not a bad thing. And uh it, it's kind of genius on Cal's part though. Like, yo, Tyler, you know my offense. We were really good under your leadership. So I know you're not a coach under me, but I need you to come coach severe. Pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty sneaky there. It's a, it's a genius idea, and it's also just like, hey, you know, Cal has coached a lot of great guards, but heading into this year for this team being good, you've got a really short dude that's going to have to be the guy leading the offense. Doesn't have to be the guy in terms of winning you games, but he's going to have the ball in your hands. You you may as well get as much info and pick the brain as much as possible to the best short guard in the history of UK basketball. And that is Tyler Euless. So I don't think a lot of people know about that. Uh, I, I I know it's been reported some places, but that was pretty cool. So that's uh, that, that'll be good for Wheeler. And then Oscar Shubway should be back soon. And, and Roush, the, the whole team's going to be complete. We're still waiting on Davion Mintz. I think people kind of still forget that. I sure as heck do from time to time. But it uh, looks like the roster is mostly set. We'll wait on Mints. And then there was also some big recruiting news this weekend. So maybe it's not just set yet. Right, right. That's what we kept asking uh, Chin and Coach O if 
they were done recruiting this class and they said it's not over till it's over and that's because the top ranked player in America he's moving on up moving on up another class yeah so my initial instinct first thing seeing Jalen Duran dude's a freak classic KRC curse of course we talked about him last week Roush and what happens news comes when we're off the air I wow. just I can hardly believe how this keeps happening to us but a dude is a freak he doesn't just dunk the ball he like violently and viciously throws the ball through the hoop it's really fun to watch dude is just an absolute freak but my gut instinct rash when I saw that he was reclassified was like well that ain't good for UK yeah, I, I kind of thought the same thing as well because if you're reclassifying, you want to go into a situation that's pretty well set up for you. And that's just, it's not like there's just a glaring void at UK and he could come in to be the savior. Like I'm sure he could at some other programs. So I know Kentucky is still in on on Jalen Duran. They're, they're still going to recruit him, uh, but it does... I do think the chances are slimmer once, you know, you now that he's a, a year older. Or, yeah, I, well, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, it's a good move for him to reclassify. There's no need for him to hang around uh, that. Like, you know, this dude should be playing college basketball. And I said that last week. Like, the guy, this guy is ready to play college basketball this past season, let alone this one upcoming. So, Good, uh, smart, probably financial decision for them to reclassify. Now, the the question will be, will it be a smart financial decision for them to play college basketball, go the G League route, start getting paid? The reclassification route, you would think, would be a good step in him at least playing college basketball, one would think. Right. Uh, cer- certainly not a guarantee, but Michigan's going to be a tough competition. Memphis will be a tough will be tough competition here. Uh, some of those, some of those, you know, Penny and uh, Howard, they're they're going to do their best to try to get him be the star of their teams. Kentucky just seems a little too crowded. It worries me. Now, there's obviously a way this could make this work, and if you do, the biggest person that's going to suffer, or the person that will suffer the biggest, I should say, would be Oscar Shuboy, because it'd be directly cutting into his minutes to the point where maybe Shuboy starts off on the bench would just be absolutely crazy if that were to happen. But the front court seems pretty loaded. I just I, my can it happen? And and it's somebody that you don't really care about hurting feelings of current players. He's that good where you bring him in, and then if somebody's feelings get hurt, then that's on them because you just don't say no to a talent this level. I hope it happens, Roush. It'd be amazing. He'd be the best player to play for UK in a pretty long time. And and that's like a long time as in, I don't know what, like four or five years, which is yeah, yeah. like not a long time in the grand scheme of things. But, you know, in the Calipari era – He'd be one of the best to ever lace him up. So you definitely go all in for him. You try to make it work, and you try to make everybody happy to the best of your abilities. But I didn't take this as great news. Uh, But then again, with the G League and everything else, I didn't know the odds that he'd end up at UK, even if he had stayed in the class. But I'd be on the the lookout, because he had told Jack Pilgrim that he's going to be officially visiting this summer. And if that visit still goes through, that could be good news because I think people need to remember he plans on playing college basketball this upcoming season. So if he's Man. if he's gonna if he's gonna officially visit, you know, those places he's gonna officially visit, he's gonna be have to decide do I wanna live at this place just for a year, but you know, you're gonna only have a couple weeks to make that decision because we already we just talked about it. Teams are on campus 
campus. Workouts are starting this week. You don't want to get too far behind, so things could move pretty quickly here. No, and they, they should if he's going to be making that move. I mean, uh, I don't know if it was Carey or – I'm trying to remember the – no, it was Bagley. That's who it was. Very rarely do you see the reclassifying thing playing out so late. And Marvin Bagley was that exception where I don't even think he had officially reclassified until the Peach Jam, perhaps. Or maybe he played in the Peach Jam and then did right afterwards. So usually if kids are making this move, it moves pretty quickly. Uh, I, I, I saw where his team, uh, the team final said, oh, these are just rumors, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I, I think that was done so that he could play in that tournament later on. But... Uh, if he's still in that class. So uh, things will be popping rather quickly. It it would be nice if he got to spend a year uh, hanging out with Scott Clark at Montverde. I don't know how much that actually matters or not, but I, I think all in all, Kentucky's chances, they aren't doing any favors by this move to, to, to play college basketball or go to the pro route uh, next season. Probably not. Probably not uh, a great, great development for Kentucky, but not the end of the world. I don't think he'd care me saying this, but Jack was telling me that it just made me not miss recruiting at all, Roush. But he was saying mm-hmm. that, like, cover, he was at this event and Duran's people, like, just wouldn't let anybody even close to him. Like, he had, like, three, like, grown-ass security guards, two security guards, just, like, around him at all times. And I was like, gosh, that's so annoying. And then Jack was like, yeah, but then I don't know if it was the next night or a couple hours later. Yeah, he was just sitting in the stands by himself watching the next game, watching another game, and nobody was around him. So I just kind of moseyed up by him and just, you know, asked if I could ask him a few questions. Nicest kid in the world. Like, awesome dude. Uh, great. Like, he was, it, it just, it's just the, the funniness of basketball recruiting. <laughs> I, I, I told mean, Jack. I, I was like, with security guards and finesse them, you know? Yeah. But then it's just like at the end of the day, it's this 16, 17-year-old kid and old enough to like say to tell somebody like, nah, I'm not in the mood to talk, but also old enough uh, where you don't need like 30 security guards around them to like and some of these recruiting people, they make things a big deal because they make things a big deal. <laughs> if, like, if you just let like Duran talk and then not talk when he doesn't feel like it, nine out of ten I really probably 95% of reporters are probably going to respect that. And then for like the guy who's maybe being a little too invasive, it's he's six foot 10, 230 pounds. Duran can tell him just to skedaddle. And the, and like this little dweeb media member is probably going to never come back around anyways. It's just, uh, and then, and then Jack was able to get awesome stuff from him and mm-hmm. good info, good quotes, made him seem really personable. So uh, I don't know. I, I'd keep an eye. Jack seems to have some 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 good intel with that one. I'd, I'd keep uh, I'd keep an eye on what Jack has to say with the reclassification and all that sort of deal. But I sure as heck don't miss it. But uh, another one that you mentioned that was like happened quick was Jamal Murray. You know, people thought he was going to reclassify, and it wasn't until what August until not only did he, but then he did and committed to Kentucky. And then Isaac Humphreys is another one who reclassified mm. late in the game. And just before you knew it, ended up at UK. So let's hope, let's cross our fingers. You get another one with Duran, but that would buy. Uh, that would be. Ooh, you'd talk about Kentucky being the deepest and most talented easily since 2015, and then we could start talking about is it more 
Because that, that's really what the – that's the one thing I think this team's missing, Roush, is just like a bona fide superstar, somebody that could hear their name called number one during the draft. You don't, yeah. ha- you don't have that right now, and that's okay. I still think it could be a really good team. I think it could be a team that wins the national championship. I think it's a team that definitely is going to compete for a Final Four. But if you – but that that is one thing it's missing. It's just like your absolute freak dude who's probably going to uh, – I mean, it is a lot to be a lottery pick. Right, right. Uh, man, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Be real it really nice, car. It really would be. We'll keep our. We'll, we'll we'll see how it all plays out. Let's go to a daily double break. How's that sound, everybody? Sounds pretty good to me. Hey, you, we good. didn't. I, you didn't tell me that Kyrie Irving got hurt too. So yeah, Suns Suns in six in the finals. There you have it. Yeah, Kyrie, James Harden hurt, Kevin Durant having to do it by himself. That series tied now. Yeah, wow. uh, and we've got, uh, we've got a lot Nets more to get, get to. There. They may not get there. They Ooh, may not. Yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for a Bucks-Hawks Eastern Buck, Conference yes. Finals. Uh, let's go to a break. we got a lot to talk about. We've talked plenty of U.K. football, basketball. Some stuff going on with L that we may need oh, to discuss man. as well. So. A lot of stuff. We'll get to that. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this daily double break. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Monday morning. Fun first hour there, Nick Roush, wasn't it? It really, really was. I, I enjoyed myself thoroughly. Justin, and uh, when are we going to get back out on the golf course, buddy? I'm ready today. Let's do it. Man, it's going to be actually really nice. I, I mean, mean, you all know Tuesday, my Wednesday day, so. before I leave them. <laughs> I, I, I do, and then you schedule work, and it's uh, who knows. Yeah. Ooh, I, go, I got to go bartend. Hmm. How was bartending Friday night? That was great. I made all kinds of money. Do you have a little – I mean, you had to be a little tired from the golf outing. Oh, I was definitely tired. I was not drunk, not even not even buzzed. Whoa, uh, whoa, nobody, nobody even insinuated that you may uh, have been. Uh, wow, you definitely whoa. not drunk. Whoa, Cassie, don't Cassie protest too – That's what you were insinuating. Don't protest too much, no. I mean, a four-and-a-half-hour <laughs> four round in that heat, anybody would be tired, even if you were just yeah. drinking uh, strictly Wawa. Yeah, no, I was I was definitely exhausted. But when I got there, I had about three or four people waiting at my bar for me because I got to work an hour late. Um, so that I didn't really have time to be tired. It was time to jump into action and make some money. Roush, I'd like to. I know this isn't how it was, but I'd like to at least picture like those people didn't even have a bartender. Like they just were waiting at the bar for nobody, and then Justin rolls in. Like they had been waiting, who knows, maybe hours, just for anybody to serve them. That's and exactly luckily, what happened. So there wasn't even a bartender before you? 
Well, so I told uh, another kid that I work with, I was like, yo, I might be there at like six if you want to watch the bar until I get there. Well, then I get in and he's not over there. And there were literally two people standing at my bar just waiting. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, glad you made a little bit of money. Uh, Lord knows none of us won anything in the prizes. Oh, oh. oh, yeah, you're right, Roush. You won a little something. I did win a little something. I won a pile of poop that saying to me uh, as the worst golfer at the scramble. So um, I, I, I really earned it. I really did. Earn, not given. That's why I got to go to Bobby Cook. He's got to fix me up because, oh, woof, bad, bad. Bobby Cook, he's going he's gonna to save me from embarrassment in the future uh, because he's got all of the best technology to fix my golf swing right over there in southern Indiana. Justin, if you're Roush, what are you what are you telling Bobby Cook to work on first? I am not telling Bobby Cook anything. I'm going in there and I'm going to hit every single one of my clubs, and I'm going to let Bobby Cook make that decision for me on what I need to address first. Yeah, but 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 Roush isn't made of money. He's not he's well, not world class bartender. Well, he's Roush got also, Roush also isn't Tiger Woods' golf coach and knows what he's doing. I mean, he. His, all of his clubs were struggling on Friday. Uh, what, what are you going to do? Go in there and tell, I need chipping practice, I need driver practice, I need iron practice. I'd let Bobby decide. It sounds like it's everything, Roush. Oh, man. Yeah, so that's why I was the worst golfer at the place. But you know what? I won't be after visiting Bobby Cook. I tell you that. I'm, I'm confident enough that he can fix me up. And you know what? I don't need to be a world-class bartender made of money to get lessons over there. Uh, you can get three for 150 bucks. It's a great deal. Give Bobby a call now, 812-913-4415, or visit him online at Bobby Cook Golf Academy to get set up today. Roush, it was just because you didn't have your new clubs. It, that's exactly what it was. I, if I would have had the new clubs, I would have been great. And I actually did use one. I got a wedge, and the first time I swung it, I hit a 50-yard chip, uh, 150 yards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of other shenanigans that uh, – I just – I guess I was just shocked that – because, like, I, I'm not a good golfer either, and I was really impressed with Justin. But in the grand scheme of things, like, none of us are good golfers. And uh, so, like, you know, the mishits with the drives or the irons, I did that from time to time. Justin would do that from time to time. I guess, Roush, what I was most surprised with was let some of your putts, man. Like, you know, if you're going to go first and be, like, the first man on a scramble, you got to give us the line. And there was just times where you put it, like, a a 25-footer six feet. And it was like, what? what? Mm, Like, what? what?" Mm -hmm. You know, and the greens weren't necessarily perfect. I I thought Seneca was in fine shape for – like that was that was that was how I imagined Seneca being. It wasn't amazing. wasn't the best shape I've ever seen it. Far from the worst shape that I've ever seen it. So there'd be a few putts where you could help it, where it'd be like bumpy or something like that. Whatever. But so there's a couple. I was just like, Roush, what are we doing here, bud? Oh we yeah. Get you or back out to the mini putt course. Completely like looking at the wrong. Like where? where oh man, it was bad. It was really, really bad. And then when of course whenever I'd have a good shot, it would just nick you know a tree or especially the one little punch i had thankfully i think uh simmons my buddy simmons saved the day on that one 
but man, I had a punch that was, I mean, it was, it was going to be perfect. Instead, it hits the one limb of the tree that would stop the ball. And it's just like, ah, come on. Yeah. It probably doesn't make for like a, a great story, but that, that was, this was hilarious. Cause like Roush was just having a tough time. This was still early in the round. He was just having a tough time getting the ball off the ground. I think like if you could have hit the range before or something, it would have helped, but you're just having a tough time. Just like, Kind of, you're playing with new people. Well, you know, you and I had played it. I guess you weren't playing necessarily with new people, but a new group. And Mm -hmm. that's all right. I was a little nervous myself as well. But you finally, like, hit one square just perfectly where you're supposed to hit it. You crush this ball. I mean, who knows how far this thing would have gone. And then it, like, gets through the trees just perfectly. It's like this little window. Roush just, like, found it. And then it was the last branch. And it was just, like, a little, like, Uh probably four leaves on it it was just the last one just hit it knocked it straight down yeah i mean didn't it wasn't just a little bounce or anything it was like (laughs) no we're going to the edge of the at the bottom of the fairway and it's like ah come on we had enough time to like be in all of this bad boy because it was just as pure as you can hit a golf shot and we were all so pumped up about it and then just yep and then it fell down oh it felt like uh oh what's it felt like game of thrones where you're well i don't want to spoil it but a dragon related scene where you're like oh everything's all hunky-dory everything's good what and then the next (laughs) thing you knew it was it was all over we'll have to do that again and then if any listeners want to play with us or you couldn't make it out there uh we'll probably set up another little scramble like we did but worst case we just may open up some invites and say hey the fellows are going out to this course if you want to join us uh because i'd like to play some individual ball just i think you and i could have some some nice matches and Oh yeah, we. I, I think we would have been really close. And, and you said it at one point. I think we were feeding off of each other when it came to good shots, bad shots. I think we both would have been in the mid eighties comfortably on Friday playing our own ball. Well, I think one of us could have flirted with thirties on the front nine. We, we the back nine was ugly. I mean, there's no other way around it. We were tired. I, I it was hot. It just we couldn't hit a freaking putt to save our lives. And when you start blaming- missing some of those. I'm blaming Keith. You're blaming Keith? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. I'll blame Keith. Yeah. 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 I'll have no, I have no issues with that. But, yeah, when we started kind of rolling some of those in on the front nine, we were getting some momentum, felt good, playing, hitting good shots, and I think we kind of lost it all. Uh, and that's the sad thing is that a hot dog at the turn. you think that'd fix everything. but No, man. It really didn't. I I'm, I'm, can't believe it. Because uh, usually the hot dog, it's basically PEDs. But nevertheless, a great time, some good competition. But TJ, you know who doesn't have any competition right now? They don't have any competition or they don't have anybody on the staff? No. Well, I was going to say, Kentucky doesn't have any competition in the city of Louisville because Louisville, they just don't even have recruiting coordinators. They can't spell anything right. They really are. Just keep getting their own way. And, I mean, just when you thought it couldn't get more hilarious, it keeps getting more hilarious with these with these guys. Man, it just, it, like, at what point does it kind of feel sad? Do we get well, to that point? I, I'm not, I'm not already, there. We're, we're there. Yeah. I mean, we had Luke McCaffrey show up for a week and say, oh, God, this is bad. I got to get the hell out of here. That was bad. Then the following week, you're having your biggest recruiting weekend in more than a year. Finally hosting a bunch of official visits. You've got your boy Popeye there. Biggest commit 
of the Satterfield era. Before he arrives, your recruiting coordinator, Dipsets, goes to Georgia, just leaves you hanging high and dry, and he leaves you with a bunch of graphics that misspell official visit, a fecal visit, or as somebody said, a fecal visit. Please tell me that they put the blame on him leaving for why this happened. Oh, that would be great. I'm sure you'll hear that spin from some Louisville fans uh, on the radio today. I I thought it was already out there that, like, well, he was in charge of graphics, so. (laughs) But it wasn't just once, too. That's the funny part about it. Uh, Horrible graphics, horrible designs, just uh, hilarious. Like, I love that even the official visit part was in all blue. Uh, you you know, like, why would you even have the color blue anywhere on any of your stuff? But I, I know they were doing, they were trying to make it the sky. It's never a good thing either when you're selling, like, airplanes as you're, like, welcome to campus. There's a bunch of airplanes. Cool. Yeah. Um, right it was, the stadium. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have, like, a million of these fly over throughout your game. Do not be alarmed. They're meant to be there. See, we put it on the official or the official uh billboard for your entry into the university it's really bad folks like again you know typos are funny and it's good and it could happen to anybody i guess theoretically and it's fun to make fun of but that well, whatever that's not the end of the day the bigger deal is losing recruiting coordinators literally hours before huge recruiting weekends start uh <laughs> it's it's losing pe- people left and right folks just don't want to folks just don't want to be at U of L right now and there's not a lot of optimism going into the season. They'd even like it started to turn a little bit where people were talking themselves into stuff. Now I think it's back to like, uh Oh, this ain't very good. And I still have the prediction that I think that that old miss game is not going to be pretty for U of L. And I I really think that they're going to get their, I think they're, they may lose the team game one and that ain't never what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And you can quickly, football is a game of momentum and when the ball gets rolling for good or worse for better or worse it can get out of hand quickly Uh, and i i have a feeling that's what's happening in louisville because i mean it really is the case where just guys are trying to get out of there as quickly as possible they've lost something like 40 percent of their coaching staff and to have somebody i I know. I, I don't think he was in an official on the field capacity. This guy was like an administrator, but they brought him in to modernize their recruiting efforts, and he was hired in February. So he's leaving right as soon as you need to have him getting the ball rolling. I mean, this is the time that he ha- where he's most valuable, and it's just like you know what, this isn't worth my time. I'm gonna get out of here. I, that's it's astonishing. It's it really is. I, I don't, I'm not going to say unprecedented, but just when you thought that maybe they were starting to get things together before the season, they really can't do anything right. And the benefactors from this fiasco are Kentucky because, Woo. I mean, hell, there were some guys from Louisville that were camping yesterday. It was a Butler kid, a couple kids from Mail. Uh, and why, why would you want to have anything to do with them right now? You can't. You can't. It's it's just it's an absolute disaster, and it's it's one of those things too that if you're a Louisville fan, this isn't just Kentucky fans pointing and laughing and making fun of you. It'd be one thing if it was just a typo. I'm sure that happens at other places, you know, from time to time. 
But when you look at all the other evidence, it just kind of shows you that this program is not run like a professional organization. That They do not have the amount of folks on that staff who know what they're doing to make this thing run smoothly. Yeah, and it goes back to our theory earlier. Like, hey, Scott Satterfield, maybe he wasn't ready for the big leagues. I think it's pretty obvious now. This isn't just – if you're a Louisville fan, you have to look around and say, man, this guy's in over his head. Yeah, and I think most uh, most U of L folks are either at that point or getting there, uh, well well on their way. Random note: and is it impossible that Satterfield is he completely like dead to rights? No, but I, I, I agree with you. I think it's a dead man walking situation. If U of L smart, they'll make changes after this year, but it's not official. Official, like the the, the gravestone's not completely etched just yet, but. Random thought, how about all those national media members that just said how much of a slam dunk, A-plus hire, saddy, saddy daddy was to L? Do, do national writers know anything? Oh, man, and how many of them just were falling? In, uh, remember Bruce Feldman coming to Louisville last summer and talking about the culture change and all this? Blah, 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 blah. Oh God! Last summer was it might even be worse than after he got hired. That was terrible. Ugh. Yeah, you, you, the culture change thing, and, and honestly, uh, you know, to 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 look in the mirror a little bit, I, I think you could make some cases with like UK baseball, where where you have people coming in, changing the culture. That can all be fine and dandy. People will have to buy into that new culture, though. Otherwise, it's just as stinky as this bad one you had prior. Like you don't know, people buying into it, then it doesn't matter. It could be like the most blue collar, rough and tumble, get down into the dirt and, and and roll your sleeves up sort of deal. But if people aren't about it or you're not getting players that can follow it properly, who cares? You you just have a debunked program. You just it's not good. It's things are broken. And that's kind of what the, the situation is with U of L. I don't I I I I don't think it's going to be as bad as 18, Roush, the season, but I could see it being equally as just disruptive, if you will. Yeah. no, Because Satterfield doesn't handle criticism too well, it seems like. No, and I, I also think that the uh, – not only the criticism too well, but he doesn't have anybody there – that's kind of been through the thick and thin with him. I, I mean, you got Gunter or whatever that one guy is, but even the guys that followed him from App State have kind of gone back. Uh, they had that one coach go back to App State to be the offensive coordinator. So uh, I don't think he has the the support system there. And here's the thing, too, when you got to think big picture. Vince Tyre basically just left his suite and talked his way in to become the interim AD, and then they hired him. <laughs> Yeah. So do you really are you going to trust this guy to make a second hire? And also, Vince, I don't I don't think he's going to be like like Jurich built up a lot of goodwill to stick by his guys when they were going through it. Um to where he could justify not firing guys. Vince has got to have a quick trigger in order to kind of save his guts, you know? So uh that that's where I think 
you could see that happening sooner if he if he wants to keep this job a little bit longer remember this is he he's never had a job like this before if he wants to salvage it he'll probably try to move on from Satterfield as soon as fans start to turn and quit showing up to games because there's one thing we know about Louisville fans they will happily not show up if, if that team stinks <laughs> you're you're spot on they won't show up if the team's maybe good too so yeah you're you're definitely right about that it's going to be something to keep an eye. i don't know if me saying satterfield can't handle criticism is totally fair i know he did not like uh, uk players doing l's down and it's baby and he was being a baby about the whole thing mm-hmm. but i will say he doesn't have the benefit of the doubt in terms of like hey you know he's going to defend himself that's fine. 98, 99% of coaches would do the same. It's just, he's not going to, ha- like you mentioned, Roush, he won't have anything to fall back on. He's, you know, he'll be able to say, well, I had that one good season after Petrino, remember? People would be like, well, you know, it wasn't even all that great of a season. Yeah, and that's sure, like baseline that, for us. <laughs> it was like, you know, if that was your starting off point, hell yeah, that's why we were all excited about it. But it's only actually gone down since then. And things are getting close to being equally as bar- as embarrassing. Now, the, the beautiful part about the tie race stuff, Roush, everything you said is true, too. But is Vince going to be the type of guy to admit, like, I got a higher wrong? I got really, like, my first higher wrong. I guess technically maybe second. But the Mac one was set long in motion, long before tie even probably thought about do- taking the L job. But... The, the, the Satterfield one was his first original hire where there was no outside influences whatsoever. We were kind of surprised to hear Satterfield's name when it first first came up. Uh, and then every national media member is telling you how amazing and great of a hire it was, and we've seen how that turned out. But that's going to be the the tricky part for Tyree. Do you, do you cut bait? Do you admit, like, I was wrong, I made a bad hire? Or do you take maybe a kind of a Kentucky approach a little bit. I know things are different. It's totally, it's apples and oranges, but do you take a similar Kentucky approach and say, no, I I still like Satterfield. I still think he's going to be our guy. We just need to be a little bit more patient. I I think that it would be what you mentioned. I think that Tyree would just say, okay, this was bad, but look, I'm going to do what I can to make it right. And then you're right that you'd have to question what confidence do you have in him making that next Tyree right? But I could, you know, people people in these positions, Roush, generally have pretty big egos. I could see him saying, well, if I fire Satterfield, that's admitting that this hire was wrong and bad. But maybe if I, maybe if I just wait a little bit longer, he'll get it turned around. Maybe if I just give him a little bit more time, he'll figure it out, which I hope they – I hope I don't think he'll do that, but I hope he does that because that would just be great news for Kentucky. Keep Satterfield in the program as long as you possibly can. Keep this comedy show going because I'm loving every second of it. Oh, every single second of it. Um, <laughs> it's the gift that keeps giving. It really is. Oh, Floyd Street, you're, you're such a mess. I love it. Uh, it really is the jelly of the month. Let's go to a break here. This seems like a good spot for it. We'll come back. We'll get into the text line, 502-414-1450. A lot of good ones from the weekend. We've got several from today as well. You're listening to KRC here on the Big S.
Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh, this is your wife. Oh, a lovely lady. Hey, baby, you're all right. You must have been something before electricity, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Rolling me down the highway. Rolling me down the highway. Moving ahead to life won't pass me by. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14:50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on the Big X. Want to remind you about the 2021 Big X Sports Radio golf cart. Another week. We'll see if they last through this week. But Father's Day this upcoming weekend. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Go on and pull the trigger on the 2021 Big X Sports Radio golf cart. Some of the best golf courses in town you're going to be getting for about half off some of the places more than half off cherry run old capital club elk run valley view christmas lake and santa claus indiana under 25 dollars around the 2021 big exports radio golf card can be yours today by going to big exports radio.com or 812-725-1457 roush i want to get to the text line it's going to bring up some other points i know there's a few other things we can and maybe should get to on today's show but let's see if the text line touches on any of those topics. Let, let's do it to it, Mr. Sports Talker. The first texter says, Summer radio idea. Have two guests on and snake draft teams with players from the Calipari era. Maybe exclude Anthony Davis because he's too good. What? So, so we're just going to take out the best? Come on. That, that would be a lame rule to add to that. Well, the way you'd have to deal with that, uh, texter, is... You would, you know, whoever had first pick, you do snake draft, so they're not getting. If we, if you wanted it to be a for, a four person draft, they're getting picks one, and I guess what picks eight. So, right, you know, they they would be they'd be penalized in that way. They're still probably going to have. And like, oh, you don't get Davis. Dollar. You have to get to Marcus Cousins or Carl Anthony Towns. Like, yeah, or, come on, or Bam Adebayo. Yeah, like there's there's plenty to choose from. Where you Willie Collie signed. Yeah, yeah. So I. I like the idea of texture, but like, that's a very, very, uh, is it, no, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a very weak way to just, oh, Anthony Davis is too good. We can't include him. You sound like Scott Satterfield after the governor's cup. Texture, I don't think it's a bad idea. Um, I think we've done that before. I mean, I certainly have at some point in my radio career on a slow summer day done a Calipari draft. Trevor and I one time did a 64 person John Calipari one on one tournament. That was a lot Ooh. of fun. Uh, yeah, that that was a lot. I mean, it, it was just like that was back in the days, Roush Radio, where I was like, I just need to get through this week. So let me plan out what we're going to do this week and we'll do that. Cause there was just, it, there was nothing to talk about. So it probably wasn't the best radio in the world. So uh, I don't know, Texter. We, we may, may not do it. We'll put it in the back of our minds. And we'll be ready when there's not stuff to talk about. We got plenty to talk about today. So, yeah. Uh, and we, and we, we could make that pretty quick too. We wouldn't have to drag out if we wanted to do that just for, just for fun. But yeah, we, uh, we have a bunch, you know, believe it or not, cause these, this show will get off the, the, the rails very quickly. We do have like summer. We do have just, all right. If we have literally nothing to talk about, We've got a few topics, and they're pretty funny, but we save them for rainy days, and it's been really hot lately. 
Yeah, a lot of rain, but hey, it's not the humid. It's, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. It really, really is. A texter says, living in Atlanta keeps me out of the loop in the Louisville scene. Can someone please explain to me what this train from Louisville to Lexington is about, and when did this happen? Well, the train actually, I, I know they got off in Simpsonville um, and then went to the camp at South Oldham, but it's R.J. Corman. They operate it. I don't think it's used very often. Hell, I think the Kentucky basketball team is the only one that does use it because they they previously did to go to Midway a few years back. I think they went to Frankfurt from Lexington. Um, but, yeah, I don't – the only train I know that people actually go on, they'll do that my old Kentucky home dinner train. But I, I, I don't believe this is a very practical train because it took them two hours to make a trip that would take an hour in a car. Well, I first off – if they're advertising, like if, if if I don't know if they I don't know if Cal does this just to like throw a bone to like his you know his buddies uh, if he's buddies with the Corbin Train Company I I, I don't know yeah so like, he is he is I mean I would fig <laughs> I mean I would figure as much that that's they're exactly the case boosters, but yeah. don't you think like if this was like I don't know if this is a thing like advertise for it. Like, if you want to ride the train like the Kentucky basketball, we do daily tours from blah, blah. Like, I don't even know that this is a thing. Like, Texter, there's not a a train that runs from Louisville to Lexington that I know of that just the average person could get on. I will say this, though. If somebody had a lot of money, you could do a lot worse than, like, you know, you could advertise it. Oh, Wacky Idea Wednesday. You could advertise it as the big blue train. And then you drive people to and from the games and like from like Louisville to Lexington. Roush, you're right. Yeah, it adds an extra hour to a trip that's only supposed to take an hour. But for people to not have to worry about driving, getting home, sort of that, you know, if, if carrying stuff for a tailgate or whatever, and it, I don't know, the train maybe would be easier. I don't know how close it could take you to the Krogue, but not a bad idea. I did it. <laughs> yeah, I know that you, uh, I, I'm pretty sure we've had that conversation before. Like, how nice would it be to be able to have a full day of Lexington and then just hop on the train home? Like, well, that was in reference to like a high speed train that take you like 20 or 30 minutes, which that would be awesome. And America, you know, everybody talks about going green and whatnot. And sure, that's fine. I think a good thing for America's infrastructure would be high speed rails, which we've probably, you know, it's probably be too expensive up to this point. But I'm talking about this if it's just like a slow one, like the one on that the one that the UK basketball team took. Like, you know, big whoop. All right, it's going to take longer. But I, I'm pro trains. I think you'll learn more about mm. me and my uh, me liking trains as you get to know me, Roush. Choo choo. Good, good. Glad to, to hear that the you're big a blue big train guy. Coming to yeah. UK fans in 2062. Texture says, I'm no recruiting savant like Roush, but it can't be good to lose a recruiting coordinator during a weekend during a weekend visit eight weeks before the season begins, especially when you still need a safety, a wide receiver, a quarterback, and maybe a running back. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah, it's uh, – gosh. I, I don't even know – what else to say? Yeah, and I there's so many jokes to be made. What's even the best punchline? I actually there was somebody who <laughs> when I, I tweeted that um hey made it to uh made it to the camp and uh 
Somebody asked, they said, uh, did a coach quit right before you got there? <laughs> oh. oh, no, no. A coach did not quit before the recruits showed up. That's oh. admirable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's not good. I, I'm going to be curious to see how the, the butt slappers spin it. Because even they're being, even they are being quiet, which is not good. No, 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 not not good at all. Um, oh man, we got shots fired at our friend Justin Kalen. One texture says Trevor was faster at uploading the podcast. It's just that's just simply not true. I mean, they're, they're, wow, it's simply not true. There's there's absolutely no way that's true. I literally do it the second we get off the air. If it's taking longer than trevor took it's because soundcloud is taking longer than it used to take for trevor it's the only explanation mm. it's not true yeah suck it soundcloud the, I, the it's also just because you don't tweet it out like trevor does trevor always tweets the podcast out yeah, justin cable not always tweeting the podcast out and and but even if i even if it's not tweeted out it is there 10 minutes after the show i promise Texter says my team won the KRC won the KRC 2021 open. No big deal. Suck it everyone out, Keith. And it came down to the final hole. It was oh. exciting. We had people watching. It was it was a good time. Congrats, Keith, to your group. Uh, even though it's only like one UK fan. What was really brutal about it too, Terry, is that I thought that they were going to blow it because they were probably what 75, 100 yards out, chipping onto the green. And the first two or three just were off. And I think they needed a par. Yeah, they needed a par for the win. And, of course, the Tennessee fan, last one up, walks up and sticks it like six feet from the pin. It's like, damn it. Yeah, that was a good shot. It, it, it really it was. was. Oh, a lot of drama. All right. A texter says, good morning, guys. Hope the golf tournament went great i got good news and i got mildly bad news about the trip so far good news is we made it to our first stop in southwestern virginia about 50 miles south of the cumberland gap johnson city uh we just got done camping for two nights and currently on our way to dc for the night and then new york city tomorrow the mildly bad news is i have had zero service so could not make any bets and i couldn't listen to friday's show yet Highlight of the trip so far is a Tennessee fan while getting gas in Bristol approached me and said, go Vols. I was super confused until I looked down and remembered I was wearing a Kentucky shirt. I laughed and said, yeah, thanks for volunteering for that butt whooping in Knoxville this year. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you got him. Oh, man. Put him in a coffin. He cannot come back from that. A texter said, the texter continues to say, hoping to run into a, an NC State fan next. Oh, last. <laughs> Last thing, yes, Roush, my kids are young. They're six, four, three, and one, but have been great for the most part. But we'll see the longer we go. Haha. <laughs> Sorry for the long text. No, we appreciate the update. Oh, yeah. Uh, our buddy driving what from Georgia to Acadia, Maine, right? Or yeah, Maine, it might even be farther than Georgia. I, I thought it might be Florida. I could be mistaken. But either way, you are uh, a brave soldier marching through like a great family man to take the whole crew up this far i'm sure by day uh 10 or whatever it is on your way home you're going to need a vacation from your vacation when i was i think maybe like a sophomore in high school we did 
I think we flew into D.C., spent a few days in D.C., drove to New York, spent a day or two in New York, and then drove to Boston and spent a few days in Boston because each one is only about, like, I think three hours separated driving-wise. Really fun trip, but definitely a, a family trip I would recommend. I think you're going to have fun. You went ahead and just drove the, the whole way, the whole kit and caboodle, uh, and only one night in D.C., which is interesting as well. well but uh, you should have service the rest of the way, I would think. Mm-hmm. Just some of those – just some of those kind of hidden parts of Tennessee. You're yeah. not going to get it. The Blue Ridge Mountains, too. I would assume you're probably going to go through there to get to DC. Um, but nevertheless, it sounds like a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So hope you enjoy it, Texture. Ooh, and you're probably already gone by this point, too. But uh, Monticello is pretty cool. And I think Charlottesville, Virginia is a cool place to get lunch and just kind of see the campus as well. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd even be going that way. So, uh, never yeah, mind. you're right. Though. That's a, that'd be a nice like little stop for uh, you know an hour or you know eat lunch and kind of drive around look at look at the sights. You know. Yeah, I don't know if like little six and four year olds would appreciate it that much. But what would, really would they appreciate too much from from from? Eh, I don't know what 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 do, what do six year olds like? Toys. Uh, yeah, uh, they like playing in like the creek. Throw okay. a rock. Dinosaurs. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. We we know Justin loved dinosaurs. Isn't the natural the history? One. Isn't the natural history museum in DC? Yeah, yeah. A that six one's... year old would not care about that. Well, there's dinosaurs. There's yeah. bones. Yeah. Okay, you got me. Yeah, yeah. Everybody likes bones. Uh, Texter says, "Great news if Duran comes." However. That gives us seven guys that should be four or fives. Duran, Collins, Toppins, Hopkins, Ware, Oscar, Brooks. Cal's going to play three of those a lot and a four a couple times just to make us mad, I think. Well, again, that's why I ultimately don't think it probably works out well for the Cats and, and Duran, just for the reason you mentioned. Too many bodies, uh, while I think and expect Kentucky to continue to recruit and try to make it happen, I, I – Guessing it probably doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I also like that this texture too is he's already thinking down the line of like how it actually could be bad. <laughs> you know, that, that is kind of a Kentuckian's mindset. But hey, if there's a will, there's a way. There's some prospects in recruiting that no matter what, you'll make, you'll find a way to make room for them. And Jalen Duran is definitely one of those. Yeah, I agree with you. And it, it would probably mean one of the other guys you mentioned would be really disappointed and upset. I mean, Ware, I don't know how you'd even get him off the bench. Just to, to be fair with Ware, uh, you, I, don't, I don't know where he'd fit in with that equation. But with Duran, yeah, sorry. Like, you, you, you hurt feelings to try to get that dude. And the texture says, I recognize that Toppin and Brooks can both play the three, but they should be four in modern basketball. They're almost perfect fours, in fact. Uh, Brooks, I definitely don't want playing the three at all. Toppin and, and pinches, I'm all right with it. And I think he can, he can do enough. Brooks, I don't want. And then Hopkins, I think you're going to see probably play a little bit of the three as well. Do we want that or not want that? I guess that will remain to be seen once we can kind of see it. But I wouldn't expect a good chunk of it regardless. But Toppin, if they if they want to go big or they want to go long, they think length is bothering a team for whatever reason, I'm okay with that. I hope fans will kind of be patient with it and not like the first time Cal plays multiple bigs, people freak out. We can be a little snake bit with last year, but we got to remember Cal does also know what he's doing for the most part. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I think that's safe to say. <laughs> like we've had fun offenses. It's not the archaic offense and stuff like that. That that stuff is so overblown because again, it, it hasn't been long when since there's been nice offenses at UK. Right, right. Uh, I mean, what two years ago you didn't or miss a free throw with Tyler Hero and Emmanuel quickly and. How well do they shoot from – I mean, yeah. I mean, even quickly in Maxi, there there were frustrating games, make no mistake about it. But, like, when they, when those two caught fire, we weren't complaining about the offense. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Oh, what is the next texter says? Oh, okay. I like I like this question here. Rouse, do you think any freshman wide receivers will make an impact this year? We need a guy who can go make a play in one of these big games. Can you think of the last time – a Kentucky receiver moss somebody. Yes, uh, I can remember very vividly Ahmad Wagner mossing on somebody. He, his little brother visited over the weekend, was an official visitor. Emil Wagner. Uh, also, he, he just got off a trip to Ohio State. Oh, going gosh. to Rouse, this third time you've 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 done the you've done the spiel with the Wagner kid. Not today. Not today. No, but you've do the Ohio State visit. He you mentioned that. And then he's you always say, and and he, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, whatever. He, well, he's a lot, he's a lot bigger than a mod. I don't say that every time. Damn it, TJ. I talk about like 17 <laughs> different things. I'm trying to tell you who the official visitors were. You had edge. That's considering Pitt and Penn state. Dan key was there. Uh, and you had two kids from Kansas city, which doesn't happen very often. So I'm just trying to rehash things for the folks who didn't know that. So suck it, Terry. I know. And, I just couldn't do the. I couldn't do the Wagner pitch again. That would have been three. It would have been three. I had. I, you know. I, I get it. You, I forget things I say on this show from hour number one. It happens. But I. I, I couldn't let it be three. I've got to look out for our radio show like that. I'm sorry. Okay. 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 I got to. Scott Clark visited over the weekend too officially. Yeah. Yeah. He certainly did. Uh, I also will say that. Um, as for the receivers, it's really tough. I know they really liked Magwood early on. In the spring, the only problem is Magwood does a lot of the same things that Wandale and Josh Alvey do. So I don't know how much run he'll get. I like Chris Lewis, but I I, I don't know if it's a right away thing for him. So I I, I I'm I, I'm kind of I want to be done being in the business of pro- projecting freshman wide receivers to do something because I feel like I've been doing it for quite some time. But if I had to put my money on one, I think Magwood does play in some spots here and there, make some some nice plays, but. Uh, Ahmad did make a nice Mawson play. Uh, Upshaw, he did down in Florida last year. He just kind of ripped a ball away from a dude in the end zone. Uh, but that's a tight end, not a receiver. Uh, and to your point, Kentucky's receivers haven't been great. So there hasn't been that many guys just Moss on dudes. People forget that uh, Dorian Baker Moss on a dude to beat Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, pretty awesome. He also had a great touchdown in that Louisville game at the end. But folks kind of. Uh, let that go by the wayside. They 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 forget about his good game there. They they remember the drops a little bit more. A texter says that uh, did Justin make it snow at Seneca on Friday? No 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 snowmen on the course. Justin doesn't make it snow anywhere. That's what us in the biz call a little joke. Texter. <laughs> a little joke. Okay. Uh, there were lots of cicadas out there. I got nailed by a couple and. I'm blaming one misput on the cicadas because I was ready to roll, ready to rip it, and had two just at the same time attack me. 
those those SOBs are everywhere. And I think I brought them to South End with me. I hadn't seen a cicada all year. The next morning while I'm cutting grass, I run into two. Wow. So they're there. They've made their way to the South End. Still none in Linden. And uh, no, that it really was funny. There, there were probably three to five times Rush, Rush was about to putt, and then Cicada, even a few times he didn't know, but maybe could feel, would land on his back, hat, hand, putter, ball, whatever it was. It seemed like they really were coming after you, buddy. I don't even, I don't even recall it landing on me. But if you watch the our opening drives on the Facebook Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. There's clearly one that lands on me right before I swing because I like smacked it off and then I went to swing, but I didn't even realize that one landed on me. But yeah, it was happening all day. They just wow, you were more than me and you. You were that drunk on number one. You didn't remember doing it. Uh, I mean, it was a long day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that alcohol had anything to do with it. Uh, Texture says, "How funny and appropriate was it that Louisville misspelled the word official on the welcome sign to their football recruits?" Seriously, those folks just keep providing material for ridiculing them on an ongoing basis. Bless their hearts, says. So uh, probably a Southern texter with the bless their hearts there thrown into it at the end. It, it is just uh, between Tennessee and Louisville. It's like, what, what the what the hell is going on here? But I'm not asking any questions, Roush. Nope, nope. I'm not asking any questions either. Um, I, I also like, too, this next – uh, I'm jumping ahead one just because Texture asked, Roush, can we go take Popeye Williams from UofL? It's a position of need, and that kid has some juice. I just don't see how he stays with that dumpster fire that UofL is right now. And TJ, nothing would make me happier if they just were like, oh, look, here, let's just let's just go ahead and take your best guy, even though I don't know how heavily they have ever recruited him. Uh, but it would be a great just stunt, you know, just like, oh, so this is the guy you want? Well, suck it, UofL. We're taking your guy. I, I do think he's good. Uh, he, he There's some videos of him going up against Goodwin, and I, he's a he's a good player. Too, too, too good for Satterfield's level of Louisville. Uh, former UofL level, sure, he'd fit right in. But uh, I wouldn't hate it. I doubt it probably ends up happening. But, yeah, it, that, would, that would be hilarious. And you just really never know, too, if – the season goes south, and you start hearing whispers and rumors and all that sort of deal. You uh, you, you never know, but I, I think it'd be, I'd be surprised to see Popeye Williams play a down for U of L. Ah, man, can't wait, can't wait for all those glorious Popeye jokes too. We we got to say Pubba jo- Chubba jokes, and now we get Popeye ones. Ah, Texture says John here. Good morning to all. Okay, I don't think I don't think Booker would have had great chance against Jokic. Big weight class difference. Uh, I think that's safe to say, John. Okay, I believe when it comes to the Cats roster as we stand, we could make a run in the Final Four or more. But how much percentage would you put on us winning the championship if we got Duran? Well, got to go. Talk to you later. I'd go twenty five percent to pull a number straight out of my butt. Um. I'd say, like, if you did the tournament one out of four times, I would think Kentucky should win if they got Durant. If they if they got Durant, because then it's just I really you got the shooters, the guards play should be good enough, and you would have the best front court in the history of college basketball. Yeah, man, that would be one too where you just get lost on some of the 
You're like, oh, I forgot about him whenever we would do the preseason roster talk. It would be one of those kind of deals. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I would put it maybe like 20%, but yeah, you're right. I'm just pulling numbers out at this point. Uh, adding the bona fide star talent, though, would be, uh, I mean, because that that's really when we talk about the basketball season as it gets closer, you just don't know who the star player is going to be. You like all the pieces, but there isn't a go-to guy. But you know what? That's happened before, and players emerge. Shea Gilgis Alexander, Tyler Hero, guys you didn't think going into the season were going to be the the, the kind of go-to guys in certain points. Uh, we had no idea in June that that was going to be the case. So there's plenty of time for one of those stars to emerge. And you always have to be careful with summer reviews and summer ratings, but early returns on Ty Ty Washington are buy those stonks and buy them quickly. Mm-hmm. Maybe he ends up being the star. Roush, you know, he, he could certainly be a lottery pick. Uh, nobody, nobody would be surprised by that, and he could be one of those guys that could benefit from a big march as much as anybody in the country where, hey, yeah, you know, we know Kentucky's good. Kentucky ends up being, what, like a two or three seed or something like that. But then the freshman, it's finally starting to click. The game slows down for them. What's right around the corner? March Madness, boom, just takes off. Draft stock soars. I wouldn't be shocked to see that, but early reviews are good on him. But you are, you are, it's different than normal Calipari teams at Kentucky because it's not like, all right, one and done lottery pick, one and done lottery pick, one and done first round, one and done fringe first round. Now it's like, all right, you got, Older college guy, NBA, doesn't have the perfect fit for the NBA. All right, older college guy, not the perfect fit for the NBA, but we know they're really good college players. And then you bring in a few of the wild card unknowns, and that's why I get really excited about this year, whether Kentucky gets Duran or not Duran. It's just Roush. We talk about checking boxes. You get Duran, that checks your superstar, no doubt. This is like a, a top five lottery. This is a top five NBA pick. Yeah, teams generally that have those do good, says stats. Mm-hmm. That's true. And Duran or not to Duran? That is the question. That was really bad. It sounded better in my mind, but man. No. Nope. Text says it's official. Louisville sucks. No, 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 no. It's a fecal or official. Louisville sucks. It's a fecal. <laughs> I think this was funny. Somebody commented on your ex boss's tweet and was like, it's a it's official and it's official. You're, uh, you're obsessed with U of L or something like that. And somebody, somebody just the low hanging fruit respond. was like, or is it a fickle? (laughs) Yeah. I don't even get those that many obsession tweets anymore. Cause they're just like, eh, we got to we got to hold our L's on this one. Uh, well, you you know when you get them, you get them when they can't really say anything else about like you know the and 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 Kentucky a hilariously bad basketball season, but like and and football season was maybe uh, maybe slightly underwhelming for some folks, but obviously folks are pretty excited heading in to this upcoming season. But they just don't really have they don't have anything really to say back. So when they don't have anything to say back, where do they go? Obsession. uh this isn't part of the obsession tj but i wanted to mention it because it was pretty wild to watch it unfold Uh, arkansas was the number one team in college baseball 
They had the National Player of the Year. Uh, I forget the pitcher's name, but he's a closer for him. He starts for the first time, has a, I, I think it was a, I think it was either a tie game or they had a one-run lead in the ninth, and NC State goes yard on the National Player of the Year to win at Arkansas and knock the Razorbacks out and keep them from advancing to the College World Series. It was pretty, pretty crazy game. I think this was a baseball year for Arkansas where they were just kind of happy to be like back on the huge national stage. Could be wrong about this, uh, but that was like a huge upset. I mean, they've got to be really disappointed. Like this was the year setting up for them to win it all. And they lost to a pretty not good NC state team at home. You're right. With the player of the year. He gave up a couple so of home runs luck. too. Like it's, it's, you rarely see a, a pitcher that dominant give up bombs, but you also rarely see a closer starting. So, yeah, but Bandy made it. Uh, the Stinky Vols, unfortunately, made it. Who else? Anybody else from the SEC? Did, did Ole Miss win? They were playing Ole Miss after dark against Arizona. I uh, don't know. That game did go to three. I'm not sure who won that one. And then I think Mississippi State had gone to three. I'm not sure who won that one. So I'm not really sure where oh, things o- Ole Miss won last night. They're, they're in the World Series? Uh, I'm, I'm seeing what they said about Arizona baseball super regional loss. Ole Miss blows out Arizona. Hmm. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, my apologies. My apologies. Those were old articles. Arizona blew out Ole Miss in the last game. Oh, my gosh. Just blowouts everywhere in that series. Suck it, Arizona. You're you're not the real Wildcats. Boo. Uh, Let's see. Vandy, Tennessee, and then we got two left to be determined on who will be joining, I guess, Mississippi State's in one of those games. And, uh, is it the Dallas Baptist, Baptist Virginia series? The other one? Yes, so. that was one. I, I don't yeah. know what happened. Go, go Dallas Baptist. All right, everybody have a good Monday. We don't know what we're talking about. And we will be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Thanks for the text of the show. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kerr.